daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast where I feel pretty, oh so pretty, I feel pretty and witty and gay. Is that from a musical and it was uh, in Anger Management? I think originally in Anger Management, yeah, then they used it in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Of course, (laughs) that was the original version. I stopped before the word gay because they don't use that in the new version. Do they not? What do they say instead? Homosexual. (laughs) I feel pretty. I feel pretty. I feel witty and pretty and homosexual. Yeah. (laughs) It really flows off the tongue. I love those old-timey musicals. No, but genuinely, I watched it at time of recording. I watched it a couple of weeks ago, but it'll be months by the time this goes out. They changed it. I don't know why. I guess no one uses gay in that sense anymore, do they? Yeah, I guess it wouldn't make make much sense contextually. I still haven't seen that because I watched Spider-Man fucking No Way Home five times at the cinema. <laughs> and West, West Side Story left the cinema pretty much. You're part uh, of the reason why Steven Spielberg's going bust. Thanks a lot. Good. That old man has had it too good for too long. And you want me to tell you why? It's because he introduced the world to fucking Mark Rylance. Yeah. Fuck that, Mark Rylance. Is that a bad thing? Mark Rylance is a good actor. Yeah. No, he's not. Tell me a thing he's good in, and I'll tell you he's not. Dunkirk. I've not seen that film. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe. You haven't seen I've Dunkirk? Not seen Dun- no, I haven't. I don't like war films. They make me sad. All right, he did uh, He did fucking Bridge of Spies, which was good. Yeah, he was good. But then that. he was, he was shitting that, BFG. That the, that's the one set in World War II, isn't it, Bridge of Spies? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's war films. Oh, um, fuck, I'm such a hypocrite. But then he did BFG, which was shit, and then... He was in that new Don't Look Up, which was yeah, also... I watched that yet. Have you not seen Don't Look Up yet? I mean, it's been out, what, like four days? No, I haven't watched it yet. It's been Christmas. Oh. I haven't rushed to watch a climate change comedy drama yeah, over the it's... Christmas period, surprisingly enough. I thought it was quite good, but I was quite drunk watching it, and it, it got me a bit a bit scared of the crushing potential of uh, an awful, awful event. I really miss knows? when Adam McKay used to make good comedy films with Will Ferrell. I really hate Big Short. I hate Advice. I don't think I'm going to like oh, it. I don't think you'll like it at all. But I haven't seen the Big Short or Vice. But it's a bit like a rich people preaching about the actions of rich people. And so mm-hmm. it's a bit like, well, yeah, we know what you're talking about, Adam McKay. Anyway, this is the Sandler Pit <laughs> podcast <laughs> where we used to talk about Adam Sandler and, and the things he's appeared in. What we, we, have a, we have done that a few times recently. When? We watched Grown Ups a couple of weeks ago. We oh, spoke yeah. about Finding Sandler, <laughs> which Adam Sandler is in. And now we're talking about Strange Wilderness, which... Does Adam Sandler have any involvement in this film? He produced it, I think. He did, he did produce it, did he? I know that it's his but, production company, so like... I've Googled it, and he's not credited. It's this Peter Gork. Right. Interestingly, is the name of the main character, Peter Gork, produced by Peter Gork. <laughs> Peter Gork, played by Steve Zahn. Fair enough. What's going on here? So I'm looking as well now, and the makeup department has an interesting name. The lab technician for Almost Human, Inc., his name's Eric Porn. 
<laughs> P-O-R-N. <laughs> you changed that name like as soon as you left school. Yeah, I'm Eric doing. with a K. No thanks. I'd change it to Eric with a C. I'd keep the surname, but... <laughs> so this is a 2008 comedy adventure uh, produced by Happy Madison. That's why we're talking about it. Starring Steve Zahn, Alan Covert, Jonah Hill. And it's about Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's enough to get me excited, to be fair. Yeah, I think I those sort of films Bigfoot. are always... They're a bit funny, aren't they? Like, I guess it's just... Is it going to be a whole film of like conspiracy theory type people hunting a mythological creature? I hope so. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot in real life? Mm, no, I don't think so. What counts? A large uh, like man. A- a large, hairy man <laughs> just walk in the forest. <laughs> Whenever we meet up, we, <laughs> we see one. No, I've not seen a Bigfoot, surprisingly. I would love to, though. I love the Bigfoot's culture, their way of life. I'd love yeah, to meet one yeah. one day. Did you watch that film about Bigfoots and Yetis? Missing Link? Y- yes. Yeah, saw that. I thought it was all right. Not like as best. Yeah, it was beautifully animated. Just the story was a bit, bit shit. What's what's the closest to a mythological creature you've ever seen <laughs> in real life? You ever seen a ghost or like a like a, saw, a, a demon? I saw Johnny Vegas once in London. Did you actually? <laughs> oh, tell me about that. I sort of saw him. Yeah, he was walking past. It's like seeing a just like seeing a man, I suppose. Hell yeah! It's did good. you did you like shoot him with like a little uh, a little uh, thing? I think I <laughs> what are they called? I just gave him a wave. I didn't shoot him with like a BB gun or anything. Not really... a BB gun. How do you bring down big animals? Trank. Like a, a trank. We're in yeah. the UK though. You don't really get these things that often. I know in the US they're sold in like Toys R Us. You can buy a tranquilizer. But... <laughs> yeah, because in the US you can just trank a man <laughs> any day. <laughs> My first trank. <laughs> <laughs> How much trank would it take to like bring down Johnny Vegas, do you reckon? It's an age-old question really, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. How many milliliters of trank? I don't know. He seems like a nice guy. I don't think I'd want to do it. From that yeah. one time I saw him, I was really sold on him being a nice bloke. What was your meeting? Were you walking by him or was he in a car or were you in a bus? Or I think he, what got was going into on? A, he got into a taxi. I think I was in Soho. So there's like loads of studios around there. Maybe he's doing a voiceover or something. Yeah. Probably doing that thing, you know, when there's like an animated film and they randomly have like four seagulls in like Finding Nemo. In every country, they're different voices. Fucking hell! <laughs> Was that fucking me, Mark? <laughs> that was good. Monkey! <laughs> Fuck, I missed the, the monkey. The we go for is the monkey. <laughs> All right. What was so, monkey? Was, it, was monkey advertising like PG tips? That nah, it was PG tips after. And first of all, they were like drinking beer and stuff. And they oh. were advertising like Freeview. And he was like a disgusting monkey, with, like a pint in his hand. And then they cleaned up the monkey. We didn't get these ones down south. These bullshit. Outfits. Bullshit, you did. You got the dirty monkey. And then he became a good monkey because he started drinking PG tips. He was a nice and he bloke. he sober. The monkey was all right. The monkey. Um, so uh, we've been here for about eight minutes now talking about an obscure advert from the UK and a comedian that no one <laughs> in the US will probably know about who's a nice guy. But um, what have you got to say about Strange Wilderness? Do you have anything to say? I didn't even know this film existed. I'm looking it forward made... to watching it. Me too, very much so. But it's like it got six million. It made less than seven million against a twenty million budget. Horribly negative reviews. No one like talks about it. This is our bag. This is our kind of film. 
This is the ridiculous six of Bigfoot films. <laughs> it has Ernest Borgnine. I love him. There you He's go. Nice fella. I think that we're going to come back and we're going to love this one. It's got Jonah Hill. Very young Jonah Hill from the look of it. Yeah, I, think this, it looks... I think it could be all right. You know, we, we liked um, Grandma's Boy and it kind of gives me a similar vibe to that. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It might be okay. It's got, ju- is that Justin Long? Is he in this? From is it? Dodgeball and stuff. Got long hair. It is Justin Long. Have you seen Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox yeah, story, right. when he's one of the I Beatles? I fucking love that. Is he George Harrison? I think so. Who's the other Beatles in that? Jack Black's Paul McCartney. And he's yeah. <laughs> saying, um, I'm Paul McCartney. I'm the leader of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> and his accent changes every line that he does. Paul Rudd is John Lennon and he says, yeah. mm, Paul McCartney's a fat cunt. <laughs> 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 and who's the who's Ringo? I want to say that it's Jason Schwartzman, but I don't think it is. I, I think it might be. And, and when did that film says, come out? What does he say? I've wrote a song about an octopus. He's Ringo Starr, isn't he? <laughs> oh god, when did that this fucking film come out? Such a fantastic scene. I think it was 2008. I saw it in the cinema. Wait, that young. was the same year as uh, oh, Stephen, 2007 right? when your dad was just taking you to anything. My dad kept sneaking me into all these rude films. Yeah, it is Jason Schwartzman. Sick. Great. Hell great yeah. Scene. Check that out. I mean, that one scene might be more full of joy than the whole film of Strange Wilderness, but we, we don't know. We will yet. know. We will have no idea. So usually when we watch Adam Sandler films, we have something called the Sandler Scale, which is a list of tropes that appear in all his films, like a can of Coca-Cola, Bikini Babe, Colonel Sanders, or Best Friend He Has Nothing In Common With. An inexplicable love interest. Surprisingly ripped dad bod. It, which is our favourite. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the Zahn. Oh, God. Zed. Fuck me. This... How do we alliterate that? The first thing I thought was xylophone. That begins with an X. Um, X, yeah. Should we bring back the covert? Zebra? Code? He's the supporting character. <laughs> I refuse. No, we need to think of something to do with this. You Zahn. started this. We what finished begins it. with a Z? Zoology. There's zebra. I'm actually googling the, word, the phrase words starting with a z <laughs> zaddy right. zaddy what's a zaddy insane zaddy a zaddy is like a really fit dad like a sexy dad yeah yeah like a really fit dad that's what i'll like, start writing to save space on my sound scale when we get seriously ripped dad bod just a zaddy <laughs> fucking hell zoo zoo geographical zombification zephyr what's a zephyr type of air balloon isn't it i think it's an animal is it now i'm googling what a zephyr is this is the worst intro ever yeah this is really bad there's nothing we need to abandon this we've come to our first ever so so we're doing the zane scale (laughs) scale we were zed scale same the zan scale that's it zan scale how do you think this will do with tropes? I've never seen Steve Zahn as a lead in a film, I don't think. So I don't know whether he has a seriously ripped dad bod, whether he sings in every film that he's in, whether he's good at sports. So I think those specific ones we might struggle with. But Happy Madison, we know by now. We watched um, The House Bunny, the last one that we reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> Very forgettable. But that had yeah. a lot of these sort of tropes of like the montages, makeover scenes. The way people react is always the same in these in these sort of films. So it'll probably be tropey. It's quite a good comedic concept. So you can kind of predict 
some of the jokes. They'll probably get stoned and imagine that they see him. It's a shame, though, if it's bad, because this is a fun concept for a comedy film. I'd love to see a really good comedy about like a bunch of weirdos trying to find Bigfoot. Mm. So I hope they do manage to hit the landing. That would be quite uh, nice. I don't think there's much more to say about this other than when we come back, you'll be able to tell straight away whether we like it or hate it because we are getting like increasingly worse at hiding our opinions, I think. Like, I know what you think, like, straight away. It is. I'm not um, very good at hiding that sort of thing, I don't think. Yeah, so what would you use to hunt a Bigfoot? Grab your tranquilizer gun and your, your little khaki trousers and a pair of binoculars? Yeah, I think a comedy net. Like, big, big net. One of those bits that raise up when you stand on it. You know, like a pressure pad trap. <laughs> I don't know how you do those. Maybe some leaves, some yeah, strategically tra- placed leaves. Yeah, like you could dig a pit and create like a hole, like a leaves covering the pit like team rocket yeah there you go i know grab all this because we're hunting bigfoot because we're gonna go see strange wilderness um see you soon bye you are now listening to the sandler pit this is strange wilderness we have sound speed now and we are back we've discovered bigfoot he seems like a great Mm. guy (laughs) now we're here to talk about the film strange wilderness Luke, can you tell me the plot of your new favourite film, Strange Wilderness? Um, I'd be delighted to. So the film is about this character called Peter Gork. He hosts a wildlife show. His dad used to host it in the past and it was quite well acclaimed, but um, Peter's like a loser, stoner, idiot and he's just kind of made it more sensationalist and rubbish uh, and the network have kind of said we're giving up on this show unless you bring us something good and then they find out about Bigfoot and they get a map to find Bigfoot and that's the plot what did you think about Strange Wilderness? Um, I thought it was mostly bad which <laughs> I know kind of goes against what you thought of it because you were texting me throughout about how much you were laughing so I, I went into this thinking like oh this is going to be like the new I don't know, underappreciated gem. This is going to be like, I don't know, Napoleon Dynamite or something where it's a great film, but no one really talks about it. What I found was a road trip movie that was quite, it was quite slight to be fair. It was only an hour and about 18 minutes. Mm. But in that time, at least 15 minutes of it is like 1970s style animal photography that's got the worst voiceovers over it with the worst jokes. I think the ending has a bit where a shark swims past the camera and he just goes, yeah it's really funny seven times (laughs) no it's not it's terrible like the fact they're padding an hour and 18 minute long film says a lot about the content that is there there was maybe two or three like set piece moments that were like they are bad but they're like something out of like a Farrelly Brothers film you know where it's like really over the top you can't help but laugh because they've put this on film usually involving like a fucked up penis or something but this (laughs) is It's funny for us to say it because we've done so many stupid (laughs) comedies, but I think this might be the most juvenile film that we've watched on this podcast. It's very much like maybe like a 12 year old boy's like dream film. If if I'd watched this when I was a kid, I would have probably been like, that's fucking hilarious. But watching it now, I was a bit like, this just seems very wrong. It felt like a film out of time, I think. It did not feel like a film that came out in, what year was it? 2008? Something like that? It felt like a 1980s, shitty B movie comedy with like egregious boobs every 10 seconds and yeah I don't know I did it I would never watch this again wouldn't recommend it to people <laughs> I don't know I'd be lying if I said I didn't laugh at least like five times but it wastes like quite a bit of good potential and yeah I don't know a lot I hated all the characters and stuff as well I think they're all dickheads 
even though Alan Covert looked great. Um, what did you think of this? I love this. <laughs> I think this was maybe one of my favourites we've watched for this podcast. It Jesus. really, really, really took me by surprise how fun this was and how much fun I was having. So it's all like really like low stakes series of stupid vignettes of them just trying to make this rubbish documentary. They have loads and loads of different set pieces and stupid jokes and ridiculous situations and scenarios. And I was like laughing constantly. That's a lot for stuff that we've watched on here. Like most of the time, like House Bunny a few weeks ago, like didn't even laugh once. But here I was just laughing constantly. There's so many good jokes and so many good visual gags and stuff like that. And it is bad, but I feel like there's some level of they know that it's a bit bad. They're doing it first take, first try. It's silly. The line delivery is ridiculous. The characters are ridiculous. But I was just having a lot of fun and I really liked it and genuinely, yeah, think it's quite underrated and underappreciated. But what I think, I think, I think there I is a bit is... of knowingness to it. I think you're right about that, at least. Everything else you're wrong about, but the knowingness, what... yeah. I think I might have set you up to fail because I was texting you constantly throughout it, like saying how much I was laughing and how much I was enjoying it. And I think you've gone in with higher expectations. I think but I, I went... messaged you like, are you, are you drunk or are you high or something like that at one point? <laughs> I'm just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this, out of all the films we've watched, it reminded me of Bucky Larson and Juice Bigelow too. No, don't say that. <laughs> it is. It's, it's like those films. It is. It's so like no way. throwaway and cheap. They just keep like casting like porn stars and stuff and making them like get their boobs out and whatever. It's a bit weird. Yeah, ignore all that. But like, like but that then that takes the hour and 18 minute film down to about an hour and four minutes. 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through some of the characters. Uh, They're so all the same. They're all the same person. <laughs> sort of, of the yeah. same man in this film. <laughs> sort of, yeah. So our lead character, Steve Zahn, I've never seen him lead a film before. I don't think ever. No, um, me neither. I really liked him. I thought he's one of the best Sandler leads we've ever had. Mm. He did do a lot of like racist stuff. He kept doing like a Chinese voice and a Mexican voice. Well, yeah, let's let's move past that. Because... All right, so now we're all the things we're moving past. We're down to about fifty-eight <laughs> minutes now of other stuff. I, thought, I don't know. There was just something about the way he like delivered lines and the way he kind of reacted to stuff that really made me laugh. I think like him like shouting and stuff was really funny. I mm. thought that his him as a comedy actor was just kind of good, even if the material it's the material didn't necessarily yeah. work. I think he was, his I think he was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have any like problems with his performance. It was more the stuff he was willing to do. It's a bit weird, but yeah, I think he sells it enough. I think it's very much the same sort of thing as like Grandma's Boy. It's not really like it's not requiring much, but it's like doing the job. But I think he's fairly likable considering his character is a real piece of shit. Yeah, I, I was thinking on idiot. I was thinking whilst watching it, if he was the lead in Grandma's Boy, that would have been good. It would have taken. I think he. Much. Definitely. And I think this is very similar to Grandma's Boy, like this ridiculously low budget, made absolutely no money. Adam Sandler's like nowhere near it, but mm. it's quite funny and quite good and quite underrated. But this I laughed at way more than Grandma's Boy. Mm. Laughed at, would you say? Or laughed with? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> is the... Per- <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't tell by the end. I think this like, one at least... I think that knowingness and like the fact that you can tell they are probably having a good time with it says a lot mm. compared to some of the other ones that we've watched, even from around that time and more so in like the Netflix 
time. No one was having fun making the week of. I don't think anyone was really having fun making the do-over. I definitely didn't have fun watching it. <laughs> Whereas exactly. they so had a bit of fun with, to be fair. This didn't feel like they were making it for a paycheck. This felt like they just thought, this will be funny, let's do this. And mm. there's something quite earnest about it. And yeah, there's some quite dated jokes in it. But I think some of it worked because you're never meant to be on side with the main characters at all. They're yeah. like the, the main character is a fucking idiot. Like he doesn't get the girl at the end. He doesn't get anything. He doesn't really achieve any of his goals. And he's a fucking idiot. So like when he does something really stupid and horrible, it works because the character himself is horrible. So like they've mm-hmm. got like a an enemy group who are also trying to find Bigfoot and they get massacred. <laughs> One of them gets pulled in half and like it's fucking disgusting. But his first reaction is like, yes, we won. <laughs> we managed to do it. And it was just really funny. It's mad, though, that like we're watching this now. Mm. I know we're watching it in December slash January. And it's, this episode's going out in February. At the time this episode airs, you're volunteering. I'm going to be in Costa Rica, yeah, working on a charity project. Basically, working with indigenous, indigenous people over there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here you are laughing at someone referred to as <laughs> pygmy people, cutting people open. And I think eating humans and stuff? I don't know. And someone says that pygmy people are ugly, so they've replaced them with porn stars for one of their documentaries. People just dancing with their tops off because pygmy oh, people on. are too you ugly. Ca- I knew you were going to do this. You're going to come at me with a character. This is everything you stand against, isn't it? I oh, just volunteered in Indonesia. Right. There is... I didn't volunteer in Indonesia. <laughs> oh, Tanzania. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Fuck me. You're coming at me with the racist angle. You mix of all your countries and shit. I've no. got country dyslexia. <laughs> No, anyway, this is... Um, I was laughing more at, like, he gets a turkey stuck on his cock. That was mm. pure comedy gold. I suppose you can probably relate to a lot of that, sort of, like, <laughs> laughing at the less fortunate people and stuff, because you've done it. You've been there, getting drunk and shitting on their culture from a privileged white standpoint. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> <laughs> you are a real piece of shit. I just wanted to come on here and talk about how much I liked watching that turkey getting pulled off his penis and you can see his penis stretch out and it really, really made me laugh. So you prefer the animal cruelty. I thought you were born vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) You got me. I hate hate animals. I love watching them getting injured. You like this film because it holds up a dark, twisted mirror to everything you've ever fantasised about. You wish you could be Steve Zahn in this film where you just go around shitting on I everything. <laughs> Shits on everything. He's got that lovely hair. He's everything I want to be. <laughs> oh. Oh, so we've got Steve Zahn. We've got Justin Long, who is a very, very, very stoned nephew of a filmmaker. Well, you can disappoint when Ernest Borgnine was like, oh, I can't come along. So mm. I'm fucking 100 years old or whatever. Yeah, he just kind of wasn't really in it, was he? He, book- he bookends the film, I suppose. I would have liked to have seen him because... His dynamic with them was a bit more interesting because he was old school and kind of an older voice. And I think that would have been more interesting. It would have broken it up, to be fair, to have one less of the same person there. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Like, at least he's a bit different to Justin Long, Jonah Hill, Alan Covert and Steve Zahn, who are all pretty much the same person. They're all pretty much... 
Oh shit! Sorry, I had an alarm set off. <laughs> I just really thought I wasn't going to be awake. <laughs> so at the time of recording, this is New Year's Day. <laughs> Here we are talking about this film that no one's seen. <laughs> yeah, it's midday. It's New Year's Day. I went to sleep seven hours ago. I woke up an hour ago. I'm talking about Bigfoot. I'm getting attacked for liking it. But no, you're you are right. They're pretty much six of the same guy. But um, I thought most of them were quite funny. Yeah, I feel like you could have done with maybe one less though. And I think mm. it's the guy that they bring in that's the animal handler. I know he's kind of like yeah. a straight guy, but he's the least charismatic of the bunch, I would say. I agree. If you but... want to say charismatic, I don't know if that's quite the right word for what they are. I think that what I thought was going to start happening, because there's a scene early on where Peter Dante's there and he's like, hey, look at me. I am i can't do his voice as well as you. Mm, I don't Can know you what do you... Nah. He's like, I'm going to dress as a beaver and swim with the sharks. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, and You do it better. You've, you've got a good Dante. But he does that and then you just watch him getting absolutely massacred by the shark, like ripping his legs off. And it's mm-hmm. really funny. Yeah, I thought he, he's were... dressed as a... Is it a seal? Yeah, I think a seal. That's yeah. quite good. Yeah. And then he just slowly gets... I thought all of them were going to slowly get murdered by animals and until it was like literally like three of them left at the end. That would have been funny. It was kind of like a horror by the end of it. Yeah, like and because it kind of is like that other group get murdered. He gets massacred by that shark. They end up some of them get their all their teeth smashed out by a car. Um and then Blake Clark gets eaten by piranhas, doesn't he? Blake Clark gets eaten by piranhas. That was very funny. Mm. Did you like that? And then they're all like, we're gonna kill all the piranhas to to show him and they're all eating them. <laughs> He's just They've just yeah. eaten his mate. Yeah, that wasn't a bad joke, to be fair. There's loads of good jokes in this. There's jokes. Justin Long gets his <laughs> eyes tattooed on his eyelids. Yeah, and then they're not tattooed for the rest of the film. Oh, no, I was kind of disappointed. I thought, Yeah, that could have been a really good running joke, to be fair, because it did make me laugh the first time I saw that. So yeah, Borg 9 was really good. What, have, what do you think of young Jonah Hill? I think out of all of them, he was the one that was like kind of the funniest, but also the most like, all right, we get it. <laughs> Shut up now. He, he sounded like when he does that Woody Harrelson impression. It was quite a sort of Texan voice. Wasn't hey it? there, what are you doing? <laughs> and he sings on a guitar like four times. Yeah, just once would have been pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then Dante would mention Alan Covert. What did you think of him? Like, fine. But yeah. not much to really say other than he looks funny, isn't it? He's got he looks a bit like Captain Hook. He's got long hair and a twiddly moustache. But again, he it's the same as Grandma's boy. It's like he does the job, but there's nothing to like rave on about, really, is there? I mean, no, not really. A- again, with most of them. And then there's Ashley Scott as Cheryl, who's a travel agent who didn't bring along. Again, not a massively developed character at all. No, um, what they've done there is they've realised they've got a film with four men in it. So they've like shoehorned in one woman who is then just the butt of loads of like wanking jokes. Yeah, yeah, that could have been a lot better, obviously. But did you appreciate the fact that they didn't push a romance storyline in? Yeah, yeah. I, I was dreading so. that. I was really worried they were going to shoehorn in this stupid romantic subplot at the end when that Peter character doesn't deserve like any happy ending whatsoever Mm. really yeah I think that's it it's quite a decent choice to be fair but I don't know what I'd have preferred over them doing the same joke multiple times and like that commentary over the animal footage or if they'd have just put like a weak love plot I think it's not like the best trade-off is it I didn't mind the uh, animal bits I thought they were quite funny I think I'm an idiot. Like, I think that's the problem here. You know what Really it is? chuckling. You've built up this persona in the last couple of months in your mind where you're like, I love art film. I love the film 
A cat sits on the roof. I love the film. Paint dries in the orchard. I love the yeah. film. I love the French film. My cat shits on the grass. And nothing happens in any of these films that you claim you love just so you can post them on Instagram. And then you watch a film like this where something happens every 10 seconds and you're like, fucking hell, that's good. <laughs> An overload, sensory overload. Yeah. I have like three things I like. I like weird French art films. I like this kind of stuff dumb Bigfoot films, and then I like Spider-Man. That's it. They're the only three films I like. Um, this film is framed exactly like uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So it has a pyramid narrative structure where it opens and closes with uh, the present day and the rest of the, the film is, takes place in the past. Uh, did you like the use of narrative structure in this? It doesn't do that. Yes, it does. Oh, what? Well, because he's on the phone for five seconds at the start. Exactly. It's exactly like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. There's so many things you could say that about. It's not exactly like Frankenstein. It's exactly like Bucky Larson. <laughs> it's what it's exactly like. It's not like Bucky Larson because Bucky Larson didn't make me laugh once. And this made me laugh several times. Yeah, but this film hypnotised you by having a couple of boobs in it when you're single and alone living in a loft flat. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this episode. I just wanted to talk about how much I like this episode. And now you're like going on about my life and my job and my tastes and my loneliness. And I'm like, what? I just wanted to talk about Bigfoot. It's amazing. Do you remember when this podcast started and you were coming in all cynical about all these films and stuff? And here you are arguing for the validity of Strange Wilderness. I'm going to look through my notes and find every single time I laughed because I wrote it down every single time. I really laughed when they're like showing all the clips from that they've shot uh, to Jeff Carlin from Goldberg's Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, the Goldbergs. Didn't he just get kicked I feel like off he got in trouble for something? Yeah. Don't know what. Yeah. Not um, the first time we've had to deal with something like that, though, is it? No. And we've got a guy who did that in this as well. But they're doing that and they're like looking at like footage of lions having sex. And he's like, ooh, I'm next in line. Yeah, quite funny. And then it's a person on fire. And then they roll up in this Jeep and his litter just flies out of the Jeep. <laughs> That's not bad. It's really funny. I feel like a fucking... And then they film a man being eaten by an alligator. That's the same thing where he says about the natives doing a war dance, isn't it? That's the one that's straight after, I think. He's like, you want to honour the man being eaten by an alligator on your wildlife show? You Stop looking at me like I'm a fucking fool. <laughs> <laughs> this is mad. <laughs> this film's like... A, do you remember... What when was that? It was like two or three years ago. Do you remember when Logan Paul did that thing where he went to Japan and he went in that forest and oh uh, yeah, like filmed a dead man, like a hanging corpse? Yeah, yeah. This film's like predicted that. This is about that. Yeah, maybe someone who's just like doesn't give a shit. There's a lot of uh, yeah, very important messages in this. Film. I think this is genuinely a quite good piece of satire about sensationalist TV and how. There's the lack of integrity in television that all people care about is ratings and not actually morality and stuff. I think they should have gone harder, though, and had like... But why, the... The, why does the TV producer not want to show it then? Because it's like from the perspective of the creator that they're like, oh, we should do this to, to get more and like not giving a shit about it. But then why have that... they named the two characters after themselves? The filmmaker, the director and the producer. I think you are supposed to like these people. I think that's You're meant to like them? them? I think so. That's I didn't. Like, that's like if I wrote a film called a guy Luke Terry and made him like a Nazi that like, I don't know, kills babies or something. But that's what you do in real life. Yeah, but I don't want people to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
all right, if they intended you to like them, then they failed. But I think I reckon they them... must have calling them off, like naming them after themselves. Would you be okay. happy? Would you make a film like this thing called the character Luke Thomas? Yeah, if but they might have named <laughs> themselves after it, but they like show a turkey like eating his dick and like they never show him as a nice person whatsoever. And they mow down Bigfoot with oozes. Do you reckon there's a chance that Peter Falk has a wife that's just a turkey? <laughs> very possible. Do you know in that scene, the, the nurse that comes in to sort of masturbate the turkey off of his penis is Robbie Williams' wife. Is it really? Yeah. What? It's Ada Field that married Robbie Williams a few years ago. Well, that's, that's always good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that. What did you think of the uh, the Bigfoot reveal? Uh, <laughs> he comes out of the cave that they found. It seems easy to find Bigfoot according to this film, doesn't it? Yeah, that's I know they, funny. I know a lot of people die and stuff, but like he's just in a cave. He comes out, he's in sort of like a Chewbacca Halloween costume, right? <laughs> he doesn't look good. <laughs> and then he just gets shot. Yeah. Um, he goes, uh? <laughs> they mow him down with the machine gun. I thought the actual scene I didn't think was that funny, but I quite liked the bit afterwards when they're trying to justify why they killed Bigfoot. I thought that was quite good. But... <laughs> it was really funny. The bit when it actually happens, just, I don't know, it felt like something out of like Family Guy that would have been funny 10 years ago, but now oh, isn't. I found it quite funny. I like that he's he has like a pistol and he starts shooting it, but then it just turns into a machine gun and it's quite cartoonish and quite silly and, and mm. really stupid. I feel like this film's stupidity was on purpose. I feel no, like there's I think, some merit I think they to thought this might have got an Oscar. No, no. <laughs> they were making I it. don't understand how this is like, what did you say? The 46th lowest rated film of all time. Oh, and Rotten Tomatoes, I think. It's like we have seen 46 worst films just for this podcast. I don't know about that. <laughs> I really don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd gone to the cinema and paid like £10 to watch this, I would have been fucking fuming. Okay, actually, that's true. If I'd have paid to see this, you did more, you than, paid £2 no, more than £2.49, I'd have been quite annoyed. But yeah. With what I got, I thought this is a pretty serviceable comedy. I laughed a few times. It's not like I'm not saying it's like fucking Citizen Kane or like I'm not yeah. even saying it's a perfect comedy. I'm not even saying it's a really good comedy. I'm just saying it made me laugh quite a few times. It's really silly and it's probably like uh, like a five out of ten or something. Mm. It's not like the best film ever, but it did make me laugh. And I don't think it deserves the absolute hatred that it seems to have garnered. I think like it we, does. You think <laughs> it does? I don't I, I'm not sure. I, I am quite split on it, to be fair, because I can take a lot of your points. But I do also feel like it is a bit of a waste that they made this. OK, but how would Happy Madison have done a better version of this? Because Adam Sandler is the lead character. That would have ruined it. Like, I don't think that would have made it better. I liked Steve Zahn. I thought he was good. Yeah, I don't think he's the problem. I think it's just the fact that it's so, like, so juvenile. Yeah. It feels the most, like, they've made three sketches. The bit with the turkey, the bit oh, with yeah. Bigfoot, and maybe the racist bit when they, like, talk to the Mexican guy and get the hydraulics on the car to knock their teeth out. I think they've done that, and then they thought, how can we pad this out? And they do that by having six of the same character, who's, like, a really thinly written, like, man-child who just likes weed and beer. And I don't, I don't know. I just don't think it's enough. Okay, so it was to lazy. fix this, to fix this, differentiate the characters. Keep the probably the same amount, but let's make them all a bit different. 
No, I think less have characters. Them... This no, is no, Fellowship but... of the Ring. You don't need but then... eight characters. No, have eight characters, but then have them all die one by one in the jungle from horrible things. And Steve Zahn's character completely not giving a shit whatsoever mm. because all he cares about is ratings and stuff. Make it darker and more gruesome and weirder. And I think this would be it like just a feels... cult hit. It is very B-movie, but like... I think what you've just said sounds a bit like when James Corden did Lesbian Vampire Killers and stuff like that. Like, Oh, no. It does, <laughs> doesn't it? Just like a bargain bin. I don't know how you'd make this better. What, what films are similar to this? Because there are some like this. I feel like I've seen this film before, but under a different name. Well, like a, a monster-hunting stoner comedy. Yeah, there are uh, things like this. I don't know. Like if you did a Harold and Kumar hunt Bigfoot film, that would be work probably. Yeah, it's those a, two a bit actors. similar to that, I guess. I don't know. I I can't explain exactly what it is. It's just that it feels lackluster, I think. I know you like the jokes in it, but there is like a six-minute scene where just because one guy's called Dick, they all start making these dick jokes. And out of the 52 jokes they make, maybe four are semi-good. Yeah. And it just goes on and on. (laughs) It just goes on and on. You look so emotionally and physically trained. Yeah, because I just don't understand what's going on with you, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to explain. I think I've gone mad. I like. I was laughing constantly, and I don't know even how to justify myself. I, liked, I, I, I watched when... this with my wife, and she was fuming at the end of it. She was like, "That was so shit." The end of it is so bad, and it's so so shit. You can't it say was... that's funny. It made me laugh how bad it was. It ends on an outtake, doesn't it? It ends on an outtake, and then not only does it end on an outtake, it then just like has this kind of lines over the text. What does it say? It's like they remain friends to this day. <laughs> That's it. The film ends. How are you supposed to believe they remain friends when we've just seen Alan Covert break the fourth wall and like fuck up the take? <laughs> it's so shit. I reckon yeah. that I honestly think that they somehow begged Adam Sandler to get money to film like a couple of scenes, and then they were just like, "We can't do any more with this." And then they just added in like all of those bits of the animal voiceover thing. Yeah. I know you said you liked it, but I think that did feel quite lazy for the most part because like there's this weird thing that all the footage looks like it's from the seventies, but this film isn't set in the seventies as well. Like I don't understand a lot of it. Just feels a bit misguided. It's like, it's like sex education, how it's like timeless and you don't know where it's set, but shit. (laughs) That's true. I did write, I think at the start, when is this set? Because everyone has like seventies hair, it looks like it's the set cameras, in the 70s. They're filming on film cameras, but then at the same time, they've got like a 90s lowrider car that does like the thing where it jumps up and hits them in the face. So yeah, it's timeless. It's just like it's set at some point. It's like Batman the Animated Series. Who knows when it could be the fourth. It's like Toast of London. It's like Toast of London. It's ageless. You could watch this at any point. They're not talking about something specific to 2008. But that doesn't add anything. I don't know. It doesn't need to add anything. It doesn't detract anything either. Just a bit shit. I just think this film's like fairly racist, fairly sexist, but not to a point. Yeah, all that's not good. But I liked all the gross out comedy with like a turkey biting his dick off and stuff. And a man being eaten by piranhas. Oh, and the the, the saying about having to piss down the turkey's throat to get get it off him. Oh, man. Surely you just put a finger up the turkey's bum and it would like open its mouth up. Isn't that what you do with all animals if they lock their jaws? I mean, you're the expert. <laughs> I heard that because my uncle, who you met at my wedding, the one who's what? like friend you saved from dying of a blood clot. Yeah, I uh, I saved uh, I saved a woman at Luke's wedding. I gave her uh, CPR. No, I didn't give her CPR. <laughs> I gave her emergency first aid. The kiss of life. I gave her the kiss of life. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what they call it, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so what about your uncle? He breeds dogs for some misguided reason. And I know you've met that man and he's, I think his bloodstream is like 80% vodka. <laughs> yeah, think... he should not be breeding dogs. Yeah, he's not even on the same plane as anyone else mentally. He's on his own one, like Doctor Strange. Yeah, he breeds dogs. So he had this dog and it attacked him and he had this big scar on his arm. And afterwards, we were always told, like, if a dog bites you, you just got to stick your finger up their ass. Even like, no matter how big the dog is, you've got to penetrate that ass. I wouldn't trust anything your uncle's telling you. That's not no. good advice. Because what? Like, you've got him on then. You've got to reach around. What if it's like a great day? You've never I'm heard of a reach good. around. That's what it is. It's when you put your a finger re- in a dog's ass. <laughs> is that what a reach around is? I've been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> No, but apparently it is true. Like I have I have heard it from somewhere else. I don't know where, like maybe the super vet and old Fitzpatrick, whatever he's called. Right. So you're saying that this film is bad because they didn't finger a turkey. Mm-hmm. It's more likely know. to work than stimulating its neck. But also that would never happen to a human being. A turkey wouldn't lock its that jaw. That turkey was massive it. as well, wasn't it? They're not it are so they ever big. as big as that? No, it was that was an com- emu, it's a com- I thought. It's a comedy. <laughs> it oh, matter. wasn't it? I feel I didn't realise. I watched the same film as you. I did not realise it was a comedy. What other no, film is it, where, it was kind a of pen- where a penis gets stretched like that? I always laugh when a penis gets stretched out. Yeah. What other film is it where like someone's penis just ends up... I can't remember. I feel like it's a Will Ferrell film. Yeah, me too. But oh, also, God. I'm thinking something about Mary, that opening scene. That's what I mean about this feeling like a Faraday Brothers film. It does feel like a Farrelly Brothers film. I'll give you that. But not um, as likeable. What did you think of Terminator 2 himself, uh, Robert Patrick? Who was he? Was he the tracker guy that they met up with? Yeah. I haven't really, I haven't got any notes about him. He's got a funny, funny dick as well, hasn't he? Yeah, his balls get chopped off and then he's, he has to pick up his own testicles and sew them back, back up and he has this disgusted mangled cock. Mm. Did you not really laugh at that bit of the. I think I, I was like a bit shocked when they showed it. I guess this is the thing, like... I'm such a simple man. <laughs> if I see a mangled cock, I'll start laughing. Do you know, it's funny, like, you're... I think both of our only complaints about Bucky Larson was that it didn't commit to the gross out that much. It was like they were saying things that were funny, but, like, they didn't show any, like, fucked up dicks or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's all did it, it. I think I realised that I said that at the time, but I don't think I would have liked it. Whereas <laughs> you said it and you were right, you do like I it. Was you right. do like I do. the dicks. I do like just silly, horrible body horror comedy. People being chopped in half and people's penises getting mangled up and stuff. It, I don't, I've, I can't justify myself, man. This isn't, nah. this ain't right. I feel like from you saying that, you'd love like movie 43. I think I would. I know I would. <laughs> it does, it seems hypocritical though that you didn't like Juice Bigelow 2 when like the woman had like a penis nose and stuff. Like, I know. You know what it might be, genuinely? It's because I hate Rob Schneider and I like Steve Zahn. It's as simple as that. You hate Rob Schneider's racism, but you don't mind Steve Zahn's. That's what it is. His little voices are fine. Now, you're right. They're like the racism. I'll cut it there. I'll cut it there where you said you are right. <laughs> <laughs> Episode ends, the theme oh, song starts. No. no, no, no. You are right. Like the racism and stuff is unneeded and, and same as the sexism and stuff. Cut that all that out and focus more on like the dumb animal comedy and people getting injured by animals. And this would be a 10 out of 10 for me. I think it's mad. You know, feel... the bit when Blake Clark gets eaten by piranhas and they're like, they ate dick eating dick. You river bastards. 
Did you not, did you not laugh? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with me? I'm really worried about my mental state. I looked at your face there and you look really proud when you said that line as well. You look really I'm happy to be gonna... delivering that throwaway gonna... line from a throwaway film. <laughs> I'm going to burst into tears. <laughs> it's been a horrible, horrible discussion. I said that my um, New Year's resolution back a few episodes ago was to be more accepting, and I just can't help but not be accepting. And you've become the least cynical man in Sheffield somehow. <laughs> is, I wrote, oh my God, the way they kill Bigfoot. This is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I do think that a lot of the big set piece moments would be good as separate sketches or something like that. If yeah, I saw I those that's... bits on like a sketch show and these were recurring characters, I probably wouldn't have minded it so much, but I didn't need to see an hour and 20 minutes of them, basically. I think that's kind of how it started originally. I think they made short videos, um, Fred Wolf and Peter Gork, who obviously got named characters after and i think that one of them their real life dad like hosted animal world so it was just it's all based on their life pretty much and that they just started making these stupid videos with stupid narration over the top and then that's kind of turned into this Mm. i don't know i found it there's something quite of earnest about this it was just kind of small really silly like they put a lot of like really weird visual humor into it and it's clearly like no budget they've got barely any like big actors, particularly at the time, like Jonah Hill's big now, and they're just doing this really stupid comedy. And I think there's something to it. And I did laugh, so it, it succeeded in what it was trying to do. For you. For but me. Not, that's not, true. For really, not for really anyone else. <laughs> did you like the bit? So basically the whole film is them hunting Bigfoot, and then they, as soon as they find him, they mow him away with bullets. But then they're like, we can't show what we've done to Bigfoot we can't show him him dead so they show him hanging in the cave and then they show him doing CPR on him mm, and he's, got he's just bullet, covered he's in got like bullet, bullet holes, holes. <laughs> yeah that's that wasn't too bad <laughs> it's not great though it's not it's not low worthy like what you're doing right now oh god I feel like I'm fucking lost my mind oh man you have oh. I've got a note saying um, they've arrived at Bigfoot's cave I hope it's Jonathan Lochran that would have been quite good wouldn't that it? would have been funny yeah if it was just a guy who lived there yeah and he would have made a good Bigfoot yeah. I think that the way they would have maybe made this a bit better was if there was just one likeable character yeah the, I'm trying to work out which one's likeable None of them. None of them. The more I think about it, it's like they're all living in this slightly absurd world, obviously, because they're all like stoners and whatever. They see this world in in this sort of weird way. I feel like if you if the story followed, you know, like say the guy who joins them, mm. he gets like interviewed and whatever. If that was like a normal person and the story actually followed him starting this job with all these like weirdos and it could have even been like, I know it's not the best example of a good film. It's definitely not a good film. You know how that's my boy? The actual only character arc is that Andy Sandberg starts off as like a well-together guy. Mm. And by the end, he's just as bad as all of them. I feel like some sort of journey like that might have been funny in this. So yeah, you have Andy Sandberg in this. We could keep Andy Sandberg. No, I think Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be so old as well. (laughs) So Vince Vaughn joins and he's like, what the fuck is this? And then slowly he becomes... And then he could have done like, I don't know, he could have gone like crazy in the jungle, Apocalypse yeah. Now style, trying to find Bigfoot. Mm, oh, there's yeah. actually quite a lot you could do with this to make it better. I'll give you that. But I just thought I like Steve Zahn and I like Bigfoot and I like watching Bigfoot getting shot to death. 
I like Bigfoot so much that I really wasn't happy when he got shot. <laughs> That's why you're you're really anti this film. You hated seeing him die. I'm a big Bigfoot guy. <laughs> oh god. I don't know. I just think they were pretty harsh to him. Then they go and do this shark film, don't they, to make up for what they fucked up with the Bigfoot one. Some of the worst CGI ever. I don't think it's supposed to be good. I don't think they're thinking like, oh, we're going to do like a Jurassic World and it's going to be a convincing Megalodon or whatever. But they do this shot where you can, I want to say you can see the outline of the green screen. They're all on a pier on the left of the screen. And then there's like the right of the screen. They've left it conspicuously empty so that they can have this CGI shark come up and they all do CGI vomit into its mouth. And it just looks terrible. I don't think that's shockingly bad. I know you found a lot of the rest of it funny, but I think I can definitely say that the last five minutes of this film are such a write-off. Yeah. If there was anything that did work, I think that the last five minutes just shits it away because one, that blooper ending, and two, the bit with the shark and all the CGI. It's not bad when they're building up to it. I think they drink some like weird thing to make it so they can all vomit. I think I was kind of laughing, but then like the use of all those dodgy effects and stuff just looks so shit that it's so hard to find it even slightly funny. Yeah. Just feels like when Dante's arm got eaten by a by the shark. I didn't mind it. Not bad seeing him get mauled. <laughs> it reminded me of, you know, um, is it in Anchorman where Luke Wilson just keeps on getting like more and more injured? Like he loses an arm, then he loses another arm and stuff. Yeah. I find that kind of stuff quite funny. Yeah, it's not bad. But I think even some of the films in this that aren't good have done it better. Okay. Like, like what? Do over. Like do over, I hate, but Nick Swardson like constantly appearing as like a fucked up guy. I can't believe you've the just little compared... Nicky Devil. That was better. Yeah, I can't believe you've just compared the do over in a positive light to this, saying this could have been like the do over. It could have done something as good as the do over. Yeah. You are a fucking hypocrite. No, it's saying a lot. It's saying about how <laughs> shit a lot of this film is. This film feels like if they tried to do the do-over but with no money at all. <laughs> it, no, does. it doesn't. It's, it's actually it a very doesn't. similar film to the do-over. It's not similar to the do-over. Comedy penises, road trip, <laughs> people kind of on the run, lots of death unnecessarily. <laughs> and I laughed a lot at the hit. do-over as well. All right, okay. Oh, has your wife like lost like even more respect for me after this? I mean, it's fucking hard to lose respect when you have none. <laughs> It's like through the fucking floor because I gave my recommendation to this. I put like a, a gold star on this. I think the night that we watched this, me and her were watching The Witcher. I don't mind that show. It's quite good. And I was just like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over because Luke's saying that this film's really good. And then the episode ended and we started watching this film. And we were both just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought it would enhance the experience. I'd had like, I think I'd had two or three glasses of wine as well. So I was a bit tipsy. I was like, at least like I'm not in a sound mind. If I'd watched this film like fully sober, I think I'd have hated it even more. I hate the fact that I, I watched don't even this hate fully it. sober. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's how you've got to watch it you could got to be fully sober watching it it'll make you feel drunk afterwards <laughs> that's it you can't pair this it's like i'm like a sommelier you can't pair this film with like red wine no way <laughs> this isn't a red wine film i don't know oh, I'll, I'll give them at least they did make like a lot of jokes and set pieces because what we said about the last film we actually watched other than doing the commentary of grown-ups would have been house bunny yeah and that was missing like set pieces and big jokes i thought whereas at least in this they do try and do that but it's just like maybe if you smushed them together having like a decent likable character and a bit of an arc adding that into this film might have helped it but i thought there was no like through line as a viewer 
Mm. I think it's about how you look at it. But like, I didn't feel like there was like an entry point as a viewer to watch this and like relate to this world at all. It felt like I was watching. Whereas I think that works in a sketch show when you're getting five minute bursts of these people. But having to spend an hour and 20 minutes with these like weird it's, it's the same thing I had with Coneheads, I think. I think I said oh, that, that was kind of like, like it needed weird. it needed like a human viewpoint where like people react normally rather than just like everyone getting a gun out to shoot Bigfoot. It felt I more feel... like being a voyeur than being like immersed in this world. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote for the poster. <laughs> it felt like I was a voyeur rather than a fucking participant in the world. Yeah, you've lost your mind. I, I mean, I agree. I think that I think that's asking too much from this film, though. To be fair, I, I'm aware of that. That sounds like asking a film to do something that it's never set out to do. But it just doesn't like, work for me. The alcoholic character, who's their driver or the animal handler or whatever, that they're all calling like a loser in that scene, and then they hire him. That made me laugh as well. That they're just like properly horrible to him. And I think that's when I kind of got into the film. I was like, all right, so these people are like irredeemably horrible and it's just going to be them just being horrible for an hour and a bit. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of settled into that tone and I was like, yeah. But if that guy had been like a better actor and more grounded because he ends up just being as weird as the rest of them. Yeah. I guess if they'd have made him really like serious or really focused on the documentary or something, that would have been quite funny there'd have been a bit more conflict between them because they have a big fight scene but it doesn't feel like particularly earned because they're all the same person so why are they fighting exactly do you know what's weird though i've really latched onto this idea that there's no like real human person in it and you moved slightly to the side there and i saw the poster of danny devito behind you and i just thought i've watched what is it like 500 seasons of always sunny in philadelphia and loved it and there's no human character in that show but it's just good (laughs) <laughs> this is shit. I was thinking the whole way this felt like a, a bit it's always sunny in Philadelphia like all the characters are redeemable if they mm. did this in that show with those same characters it would still work like that's kind of the tone they, they seem to be trying to go for but not yeah. doing as well as, as that show yeah it is, it is actually a little bit similar to that but just not as I don't know it just doesn't feel rounded I guess in that everyone else is reacting to them like what the fuck is wrong with you guys in this, the only one that really gives them grief is the TV producer who you don't really see that much. Yeah, there should have been more like real life people being like, what the f- is is wrong with you lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I'll give you I'll give you that. There are definitely ways that this could have improved, but I think seeing Justin Long like stealing that nitrous and then it leaking all over the camper or whatever and they're just losing their minds was hmm. just made me laugh it has got good ideas and good jokes in it those bits stand out so much because everything else is so shit <laughs> i don't think any of the written jokes are good the actual like dialogue i don't think oh the dialogue is... okay i was gonna yeah. just throw you the turkey again yeah no i think there's gold i feel like when the characters are talking to each other i'm just like fucking hell these these are so shit when someone says their name's dick the only joke in that whole section that was funny was when someone says that he's like Cher, but Dick, like he doesn't have a surname. <laughs> That's quite good. But then when they're saying like, does your name get hard in the morning? It's like, fucking hell, that is so shit. And I bet you were laughing. At I was me. giggling about, laughing about. He's talking just... about a dick. <laughs> I was just, all right, we've swapped roles. You're just now this pretentious guy who hates fun, <laughs> hates dick jokes. Who do you, you fucking think you are? <laughs> There's a bit when they watch CCTV. You know how I like to pick up on like the really annoying technical points okay, in films, te- technology. There's a bit when they zoom in on a guy holding a map and then they print the map out from a s- screenshot of that. So I've spent the last 
year and a half or so working on a show with GoPros, which we film in 1080p, so like HD. Yeah. I don't know if that technology was in security cameras at that time. It probably wasn't. But who knows when this is set? It could be the 70s. It could be the fucking 2050s. We don't know. It's timeless. Hmm. That's a good point. But like he zooms in on a man holding a map at an angle. You would not be able to get a flat map out of that. It wouldn't be good quality. You would not find Bigfoot from that. But they did though, didn't they? Yeah, they somehow did. Fucking checkmate to you. Well, I guess it's easy when you're the writer of the film and you've based the character on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That security camera is literally just used so that there's a bit where this old man's married to a porn star who's got like huge boobs and takes her top off and then has a butt sex scene on the camera. Oh, don't say butt sex. That's what I... So I looked at this film on a website that was called like the worst films ever wiki or something. (laughs) But it was like, it had six points as to why this is shit. And one of them was... Someone has unprotected butt sex on camera. <laughs> oh, what fucking nerd virgin <laughs> is running that site? God, what a loser. So butt funny. sex. That's not a phrase. This I is... know. It must be I mean, run that's... by like Christians or something. That's not the best joke ever, but it, it wouldn't be w- one of the reasons I'd say this is a shit film. It is like one you of the You can see it from a mile away. Yeah, yeah. It is one of the like four examples of women just taking their clothes off for no reason in this though, isn't it? Yeah, there is a fair bit of that. That's always like whenever you watch comedies from this era, that's just always part of it. But that's why I thought this felt even outdated for the time that it came out. Because like 2008, I know there was a lot of similar films that were like it. I think that's two years after like Borat and a few other, Mm. even even like Walk Hard, I think has a few, which we mentioned in the intro to this, I think has a few um, unnecessary like nudity moments. But this felt closer to, I was thinking like, is it called Porky's? Those sort of yeah, Ameri- the from. like budget American Pie sequels that they did, and it just felt a bit like it, again. I think we said it about House Bunny. It just felt like loads of men that were just like, should get their boobs out, <laughs> should make them take their tops off. Yeah, I'm not going to justify that. It's it's just Even... hand in hand with the whole industry at that time, and it's I'm glad it's not in comedies anymore. It's, it does, it's so it nice. Well going... outdated, doesn't it? I always remember like watching like National Lampoon's Vacation as like a kid. Also, don't watch that film now. It's so fucking dated and horrible. Like, it's such a horrible film. Beverly D'Angelo, like, one of the first scenes is just her with her top off. For no reason, it just comes out of nowhere. And it's just, is like, just every the, comedy. Is she just the mum of the family? The mum, well. yeah. yeah. And, like, mad, Clark Griswold's, like, going around the house, like, oh, look, all the family. And then it's just her just with her tits out. And it's like, why... Yeah, just I yeah, hate why it. did they it's always just, do It's so seedy. Just felt yeah. like they just wanted something for the dance at the cinema. It's yeah. gross and comedy boots. I don't know what I don't know why I overlooked it so much in this film. I, I was really overlooking it. I was just yeah, that is insane. There's loads all of on it. board for the turkey and the Bigfoot getting shot to death and there stuff a, like that. There was a point I think my wife went to like pour us another drink or something <laughs> to ease the pain. And uh, she was like, Did I miss anything? And I was just like, They yeah, they got high and there was some more boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, we need to rewind it. it then. There's a um, fair bit of like male nudity as well, I guess. Yeah, but it's like every time they show a woman, it's like enhanced boobs. And every time they show a man, it's like a fucked up dick. Disgusting cock. <laughs> I wanted to see some good cock, not some fucked up ones. <laughs> the lead woman, I can't remember what her name was, but like there's even a bit when she's randomly naked and she's like humping someone in the That's RV. when they're all like high on nitrous, isn't it? What is what is nitrous? Is that what happens? Isn't it Nox? Isn't it what they put in balloons? Oh, is that what it was? The thing Vin Diesel puts in his car. 
Yeah, yeah. Make him go <laughs> first, yeah. Is that what happens? You just go like that? I don't think so. I feel like it looked like they were tripping, that they were just on, like, something that knocks you out. I've seen people do those balloons before, and no one starts, like, having orgies and stuff. No. I think I tried one once. It just felt like I had brain damage. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, it was crap. Have you been, have you been smashing fucking NOS? Yeah, mate. They, crib. they call me up where I live because I'm always on the balloons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I think I did it once. I think the day Donald Trump got elected, I did it. That's the only time I did it. <laughs> He's the it suffering, so get the balloons out. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, I was I was on so many other drugs as well. <laughs> and I, just, and I, I, I was the same. I was just like... You were at the MAGA rally. <laughs> <laughs> There's no better high than being at the back and rally. <laughs> down a balloon. <laughs> the balloon you know, I didn't make America great again. <laughs> oh, it was so stupid. I was I didn't know that he'd won. So I was just like smashing down like balloons and stuff. And I got a, a taxi home and I was just fucked. I think I was in like a onesie as well. I just came in at like eight in the morning. Like I hadn't slept. And my yeah. mum was like, he's won the election. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, I know, I've been out celebrating. <laughs> Bad. I guess from my one experience and your like 29 experiences mm. of whatever, your dealing experience. <laughs> that's, that No, this wouldn't be the effects of that particular drug. But no. whatever, whatever. Yeah, so that's one plot hole in this film is that they inaccurately portray the, the NOS. Uh, did you like the line where they're showing the gaz- the circle of life and it's like the gazelle eats the flower, the lion eats the gazelle, and then he probably spits out the flower? <laughs> oh, God, I, don't I hate remember it. That, I yeah. Another one of those commentary when... bits, was it? After the first one didn't make me laugh, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go on my phone when they do these bits. It's not moving the story forward. There's a zebra getting the shit eaten out of it. All oh, right. Oh God, you hated this so much. So sad. I think I, I think the only bit in those commentaries I liked was was there a bit when a monkey had huge balls? Yeah, I think so. I remember yeah. that bit. All the dicks Hell are very yeah. good in this film. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's a bit when Jonah Hill says that he's wearing a thong, but it's not. Yeah, that doesn't really have a payoff, does it? He's wearing like, a thong. Yeah, I've got a thong on. <laughs> and he's just laughing. I'm like, okay. I think the worst bit is that bit when the woman says that she had to like suck off the Terminator guy to get the oh, map yeah, that's back. gross, man. That's really gross. And then all the others are like, I, I've got a map that's got, I've got a fucking gold map. on it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They should have differentiated the characters a bit. Just had one or two guys like that, not not six. Yeah. Do you want to get onto our Zahn scale? Yeah, let's look at the Zahn scale. <laughs> How did you do on your Zahn scale? Not great. I didn't get a line in this one because I suppose we didn't have egregious fake penis or boobs on camera on the scale. (laughs) (laughs) I got four out of nine ticked off. So like not bad. I got crime. I said (laughs) this is probably before weed was legalized. That was an early one. It was yeah. a lot of weed, but I mean, there's a lot of crime in this one. There's they like... rob nitrous. They like don't even help a dying man. They mm-hmm. shoot Bigfoot to death with an Uzi. Yeah, there's murder. Yeah. There's just a lot of public violence and stuff, public drinking. I don't know. Young comedy actor I ticked for Jonah Hill with his big sideburns. I guess he was in stuff before this. I think he was probably in... Was he in Superbad before this? Possibly. Was this the same year as? I think Superbad might have been 2007. Okay. But he's still a young comedy actor either way. Yeah. Uh, it's just not before he was famous, I guess. Uh, he can't have been that famous to have done this. No, exactly. Logo on screen, there's a couple of those, but the one I ticked it for was that Alan Kovetz's character in the first few scenes is always drinking shark 
energy drink always showing it to the camera as well there's a really good payoff with that though it's Chekhov's can of energy drink that's why the shark comes in at the end <laughs> they set that up beautifully um horrible voice when justin long smokes a bong oh god that rhymes good stuff um yeah afterwards he's like i think right in the opening scene he just keeps on mm. that was when i had the feeling that this film was just gonna overdo every joke it had was that they kept trying to film and every time they filmed justin long there's a like, mist rolling in <laughs> Yeah, he just kept shooting his bong and it was like, they kept on saying that, oh, there's water bubbling nearby and it was like, yeah, we get it. They did it about five times in that first three minutes. Fucking hell, it was overdoing it. I didn't tick Jonathan Loughran, sadly, wasn't in it as Bigfoot. Didn't tick McDonald's, didn't tick Ripped Dad Bod. Everyone in this is a, they're all 20 years old, I think. <laughs> no, they're all definitely like in their 40s, but pretending 40 to be years old. 30 years old. I didn't tick Inexplicable Love Interest. I was I was quite glad of that one because I thought they were yeah, setting that up. And I didn't tick Genuinely Good Acting. Oh, come on. Bit of Borg 9? Nah. Robert Patrick, he, was, he, he delivered that line about his balls being cut off very well. Nah. Nah. Justin Long with his eyes. Maybe. Steve nah. Zahn, like his delivery of lines. Steve Zahn was good. Nah. His, Steve Zahn's line delivery, very underrated. I think I want to see him again in something else. I think like if it said OK Act, you should watch Diary of a Wimpy Kid and he's great in those. That's oh God, on your level. Lives? After you watch this, you'll probably like those just as much. <laughs> it says genuinely good acting. I don't think that any of its class is genuinely good acting. Maybe OK Acting, but good is a, a bit above what this is. OK, I might be pushing second that worst bit. film on Ron Tomatoes. <laughs> I hate myself. Um, how did you do on your Zahn scale? Annoyingly got every single corner... And I can't remember if I saw poo. Is there poo in this film? If so, I've definitely got a line. I mean, it feels like a film that would have poo in it, doesn't it? It does, but I don't remember seeing any poo. Was there any poo? It depends if it's visible or mention of poo. There was definitely mentions of shit in this. I'd say visible, like seeing a shit. I don't remember seeing one. No, I don't think there is. In that case, I didn't get a line. So the ones I got, I got Alan Covert, obviously. I got a makeover scene. When the fuck was a makeover? Was there a makeover? That's it. I crossed it off. I didn't write what it was for. Oh, you're there. Pro- there probably wasn't a makeover. I can't think. Oh, I think the makeover. One. I think I ticked it for when they get their new teeth, but that doesn't really count. Mm. A no, real I'll let, I'll let you have it. We've got something to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I there. still <laughs> didn't even get a line, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, reference to weed. I got that like immediately. The whole film mm-hmm. was surprisingly more stoner focused than I thought it was going to be. It was the same yeah. as Grandma's Boy. It it's was w- very it- much a stoner film, wasn't it? Yeah, all the ones that Adam Sandler's not in are always like focused like that. It's very weird. And then outdated reference, uh, just a, a lot of this film uh, had kind of outdated stuff. The ones I didn't get, I didn't get a dream sequence, which this film was dying for. Mm. There should have been a scene exactly like in Tenacious D where they accidentally take loads of mushrooms in the jungle or whatever. There's no Coca-Cola, no poo, no nice properties and no violent kids. No, there's not really any kids in this film, is there? No, thank God. Which is a good thing, yeah. That's how you usually know a film's dirty, is if there's not a single kid in it. Well, the youngster, the youngster character is Justin Long, who looks about 35. Yeah. <laughs> He's the young kid. He's like the boy. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, not, not the most successful time, but still quite a few tropes. I feel like maybe it's just the ones we had selected. Like McDonald's, we've got that on here mainly because of Big Daddy, but we never really actually see it that often do we no no it's actually really. a bit more of a rare one same with coca-cola and pepsi it's like you never know which one you're gonna get one of them will be there but you don't know which one <laughs> so i guess there's only uh one thing left to talk about uh so luke you've been trekking for days through the uh 
the forests and woodlands of North America, uh, you come across the elusive Sasquatch, Bigfoot. Are you going to film Bigfoot and make it big and put it straight into the castle? Or are you going to shoot it to death with an Uzi and then give it CPR like I did to that woman at your wedding and then <laughs> put it in the pit? What are you going to do to Strange Wilderness? Um, so in this film, they go looking for Bigfoot and they find him. I went looking for a good film and I didn't find one. Oh, no. That was good, wasn't it? Um, that was good. Yeah, no, I, I can't say this goes in the castle. Because I feel like if it did, it would have to take the spot occupied by Ridiculous Six because that's kind of the similar vibe. But that one, I had more joy watching that than I did this. This one, I hesitate to call it a film because it ends on a fucking outtake. It's disgusting to look at at times. There was like glitches. I was watching it on YouTube on my PlayStation in like, which is 4K capable. There was like bits where it was like glitching and stuff. There was like little weird pixels on the screen at points and stuff. Like this film is... I don't know. It feels so throwaway. I feel like they made it for a laugh, which is good, but I don't feel like they had enough to justify the runtime. And the runtime is 80 minutes. That's pretty baffling. I think the fact that you can really see where they're trying to pad out the film is pretty poor because it is so fucking short. Doing the same jokes over and over again in that limited runtime is pretty much inexcusable, I think, at that point. It could have done with maybe a bit more of a story, more well-rounded characters, or just one well-rounded character would be a delight, really. I, like, I'm being overly negative about this. I don't think this is the 42nd worst film ever made, because I have seen worse films. I think we have seen at least probably, I don't know, six worst films on this podcast. But it Way is, more than six. For me, this is bottom bottom 10, I reckon. Out of Anger Management, is that better or worse than that? Better than this, yeah. Anger Management is better than this. Fuck yeah, you. definitely. It has a what character arc. About? It actually has a story and it, fit, <laughs> it fits the points of a film, whereas this, like, this is just sketches that someone's randomly shuffled into a film and, like, added the most basic plot ever. This is a film that, it's an hour and 20 minutes long and about six minutes of it is quite funny, to be fair, but, like, I would take watching that scene than ever watching this film ever again. Like, I'll never go back to this. It's just so throwaway and it is definitely on par with like a Bucky Larson and some of the like, I don't know, it's like if the Kevin James films committed to having like a, a dick in them. That's what this is kind of like. Just a bit lame. I think there is stuff here that I would say is funny, worth putting into like a compilation of like gross out moments in films or something. But I wouldn't say that this needs to be watched like at all. And yeah, definitely doesn't deserve a place in the castle. And if you say it does, then you're just kidding to yourself. Go on. <laughs> so this is going in the castle for me. This isn't like the best film ever, clearly, but it really surprised me by making me laugh quite a few times. There's a lot of gross-out comedy, a lot of good visual gags. Steve Zahn is a good lead. I liked how horrible and awful the characters were and the world is. Like, you made a comparison to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I agree with you. Yeah, it's exactly like that show. And this has exactly the same kind of writing and merit as that. Oh, my God. I'm joking, I'm joking. No, it's not as good, even slightly. But there is a lot to kind of like here. And it's a stupid stoner comedy. And I feel like it's knowingly bad at times and knowingly a bit stupid and silly. And I think there's still merit to that. It does Nothing has to be perfect every single time. And yeah, there's a lot of dated stuff that kind of comes hand in hand with comedies from the noughties, which if they did it today, they'd do it a lot better, I think, and get rid of those kind of elements. But I don't know. I laughed so hard at that turkey being pulled off Steve Zahn's cock. 
I laughed so hard when Peter Dante's getting eaten by a shark. I laughed so hard when they kill Bigfoot and then try and justify it. Jeff Garland was really funny in all those scenes. And I wish there was more of that kind of real life perspective, like you said. But yeah, for me, this surprised me. I feel like people should watch it because just give it a go. See what you think. It's not the worst film ever made, not even slightly. And it's not even coming close to one of the worst that we've watched for this. Uh, And it might surprise you. So yeah, for me, this is a castle film. I think you're playing a very dangerous game by recommending people watch this because you said about my wife losing respect for you. I think if you recommended this to people, they probably wouldn't talk to you again afterwards. If you were like, oh, I like this film that is incredibly racist, incredibly sexist, poorly made. Okay, okay, good point. All right, maybe instead of that, let's just say, go on YouTube, search the the Bigfoot scene, search the uh, turkey scene, and then that'll do. Those two deserve a place in the castle. Is that all right? I, I even would say out of context, that Bigfoot scene wouldn't hit. No, I watched it this morning just before we started recording. I but was you've laughing got the context of what happened in the film. You know that there's been like an hour and five minutes built Steve, up to that. Steve Zahn's acting in that scene's really funny. Like looks to his side as he's like mowing down Bigfoot and then afterwards their kind of justification of it and then him shooting one bullet into his corpse is funny. It's still funny. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that's a standout moment personally, but search up the best moments and that. Yeah. But yeah, if you did cut out all the bad stuff, you're not left with much in this film. I know you quite liked the characters banter and stuff, I guess, but like, I think it's quite poor. I think it's, it feels like quite improvised. Like they didn't what, cut around it. And what do we do here? This is like Barnyard all over again. Cause we're disagreeing. You really yeah. want it to be in the pit. I really don't want it to be in the pit. Should we go to the popular vote? Should we go to what the IMDB and the Rotten Tomato? <laughs> no, joking. that's not how we do things here. Um, I'll, what I'm I mean, trying to do is I'm trying to bring back our reputation after we put Saturday Night Live in the pit. Yeah, but I'm not a hater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I put the turkey and Bigfoot scene in the castle, please? And then the rest can go in the pit. That's fine. But can I put those scenes in, please? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's fine. They can be inside the car from Murder Mystery. Another bad film. No, because the car from Murder Mystery isn't even the castle. It's a ghost haunting the castle. <laughs> yeah, this is the turkey and Bigfoot's ghost. Because they're both oh, dead, surely. But the turkey's not. They got it off his cock successfully and made $4,000. Bigfoot's, Bigfoot's hanging dead. from one of the turrets right. of the castle. Bigfoot is very dead in the turrets of the castle. Um, and the turkey is flapping about outside. Is that okay? Yeah, I suppose. The film can be the, the turkey pit. can go to the pasture where barnyard is. That makes yeah, sense. Okay. That can join the barnyard. Yeah, that's fair. I just think as well. This is so be- fucking convoluted. Our, our rating know. system. You know what? I'm at least I'm not being stubborn. I'm not just saying like no, it's going in the castle. I'm yeah. giving you a fucking out. Just because yeah, I won't back down. Play with this along. One. This yeah, me I'm like <laughs> I'm like Ben again. I'm like Ben in Barnyard. I won't back down. I refuse. I think to- even Barnyard's better than this, and Barnyard's so shit. Oh yeah, Barnyard's way better than this. <laughs> That's a near 10 out of 10 perfect film. I think there's so many films we regret putting in the pit because we've not stopped going on about them, like Eight Crazy Nights, Grown Ups 2, possibly The Animal. I think they're all better than Strange Wilderness. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But you said this is like one of your surprises and it's one of the best films we've watched. It's really... I know, it's very surprising. It surprised me like a lot how much fun I was having. My biggest takeaway from this is I really want to see Steve Zahn lead more of these. I think Steve Zahn is the best non- 
Adam Sandler lead we've had in any of them. Hmm. Fucking hell, man. This film's done a number on you. Can you think of a... Right. I do think he's fine. Like, I reckon with even better, like, writing, even yeah. better performance and stuff, he, he could be good. I would like exactly. to see him like, as, like, a side character, I think. The script isn't bad, and I think he's a decent lead actor. I think his line delivery and performance is... F- very funny. I think he's a good comedy actor. Way better than Alan Covert was in Grandma's Boy. He's way better than Nick Swardson was in Bucky Larson. Actually, Anna Faris was good in House Bunny. Who else have we had as a lead? Like Chris Rock. Kevin James. Than Chris Rock. Kevin James, better than him, except in the YouTube stuff. Every single Steve's film. on YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if he had one. Every single one of these films, Zookeeper, Bucky Larson, they'd have all been better with a bit of Zahn. about Norm Macdonald, Dirty Work? No. Actually, yes, he would have been better in that position because Norm Macdonald's not... This is a, wasn't I think this is a bit actor. like a dirty work, this one. Yeah, and I really like dirty work. But not as For good. the same kind of reason, because it's just like it's stupid sketches so barely crazy. held together. Maybe I but just he, don't like those sort of films. Yeah, that might be it. But I, to be I fair, think, dirty work, I suppose... The time it came out, I don't know if stoner comedies were as big of a mainstreamy type thing, but that feels like it would have been a stoner comedy if they were like allowed to get away with that stuff as much. Like yeah. Maybe, I don't know. And I feel like Norm Macdonald's comedy was a lot stronger than the stuff that we see here. This better. relies on prosthetic dicks. Hell yeah. And you know, sometimes not every film has to be a, a Roma or a fucking... I don't know, parasites. We don't have to know about the human experience. Sometimes I just want to see a fucking dick being eaten by a big, big bird. Is yeah. that a crime? Well, no, it's not. Like, the more I think about this, yeah, my favorite film is this Step Brothers, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm not arguing that that's a bad thing. That has a prosthetic ball bag in it, but it's just a much better that's film. That's way funnier, way, way funnier than this. Yeah. I don't that's, know what work makes peak comedy cinema, work, that really. film. That is the best film ever made. What makes a Step Brothers work in a strange wilderness not work? Is it like the actors or is it the script or... I think the streamlining of the... I don't know, I don't know what am I talking about. Because you said you hate improv, but I'd say a lot of Step Brothers lines are improvised. Oh, it is. Apparently, apparently there's like enough outtakes of that film that they could have done the same thing as what they did with Anchorman. Remember there was like a different version a different of Anchorman? Cut. It was the same film, but with different jokes. Apparently there was enough yeah. in Step Brothers. I read a fact that it was like this Step Bros is the only film that has as many out unused outtakes as Apocalypse now they both have the same amount of footage shot or something like that <laughs> that's really funny that's great yeah I don't know what it is I think just those two like even in I saw that film they did Holmes and Watson one of the worst films ever so shit but their chemistry you just can't like if you could bottle that up and put it into any film like you would like if that film was worse people that would be one of the the worst films ever instead it's just like a terrible film but not one of the worst Holmes and Watson that is one of the worst films ever yeah I was gonna say is it famously (laughs) really bad yeah so bad but I don't know I think those two are just good when they're together whereas in this like the people are all funny like on their own but they don't really gel that much I think give Jonah Hill bounces off of maybe Steve Zahn a bit or or Jonah Hill and Justin Long Justin a little Long. bit. They never, yeah, you're right. No one has chemistry with each other particularly. Mm. And I think there's the connective tissue is, is lacking because the kind of more low-key characters are played by horrible actors like Alan Covert and Peter Dante. If yeah. they had like a John C. Riley, maybe there would have been more cohesion and mm-hmm. it might have worked a little bit better. I don't know. I think you could pick holes in this forever, but I feel like it's so throwaway. Um, yeah, it's not even worth discussing to this point. Like this episode's going to be as long no. as this film, and most of the stuff in this episode better than this film, I guess. <laughs> None of the things in this episode are better. He's just been you character assassinating me for nearly two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, after a, a short bit of some unnecessary boobs, should we go on to a game? 
Hell yeah. I was having a real uh, tough time. Uh, to be honest, I ended up just uh, kind of flaking out on my idea because my game was so stupid. Do you want me to tell you what my original game was? And I've just Im- immediately lost confidence in it. Yeah. Am I going to be gutted so that I... you didn't go through with it though? Yeah, maybe. No, you won't. Because it, it's not It's not even a game. So it was like, I saw something on Bigfoot's Wikipedia page. What was the <laughs> quote? It was so stupid. Was it the thing you so, sent me? Yeah. So I found this. And it was that uh, Bigfoot has a demonstrable impact in popular culture and has been compared to Michael Jordan as a cultural icon. <laughs> like, what a weird comparison. So my idea was uh, Michael Jordan or Bigfoot. And I was just going to say facts. And I was going to see if you could tell me <laughs> if it was Michael Jordan or Bigfoot. We could have a quick go. Which of the two, for a game in 1990, who wore number 12? Is that <laughs> well, Michael Jordan be- or Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan, I'm imagining. You'd be surprised it's actually Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who was first found by the explorer David Thompson in 1811? <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> it was the basketball player Michael Jordan. From the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> who appeared in the film Space Jam? <laughs> both. That's got to be both. Is both. <laughs> okay, who was active in California in the late 1960s and early 1970s? <laughs> both. No, it's the Manson family. <laughs> <laughs> see that was the game it wasn't anything <laughs> it's quite a good game yeah uh, so i thought because that isn't a game because it was about 10 seconds we're gonna do 20 questions i've come up with a couple of characters that we've seen in some of the films and you've just got to guess who they are cool before you we ready? start can i ask what has spurred on this love of the manson family that you've got recently i don't know it was just such a random thing i put in that snl one and i was like maybe i should do that as a recurring joke but i've immediately lost uh, confidence in my bit and it gets <laughs> it gets revealed that uh, you haven't gone to costa rica you've gone to california to join them the new manson family the new Mansons. <laughs> it's like the young avengers the young mansons <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, do you want to to start? Yeah, go on then. So ask me a question. Wait, what? It's 20 questions. Oh, fuck, I didn't even listen when you said that. I was just (laughs) thinking about the answers. What do you think we were doing? I don't know. I thought you were going to ask me a question. All right, go on. Are you male? Yes. Are you Bigfoot? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, very good. Round one done. Okay, round two. (laughs) How do you know Bigfoot's male? He's women have dick. tiny tiny feet he's a massive dick <laughs> okay next round oh, for god's sake are you male <laughs> what was that yes <laughs> it's not bigfoot again is it no it's not one of my that... questions okay um are you in a film that came out after 2010 i guess i am yeah is this a real person or is it someone from the? Yes, films? it's a real person. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Are you Michael Jordan? No. <laughs> it's not a film character. He is in a film. Is he in a film that we've watched for the podcast? No. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Why are you doing this? He's <laughs> in a film. <laughs> um, how do I narrow this down? Are you American? Yes. Are you famous for... Sports? No. <laughs> Are you a musician? I think he, he was a musician at one point. Was a musician. Are you a uh, actor? I don't think so. I think he famously hated actors, actually. Oh. <laughs> what have I asked? Did I ask political figure? I did, didn't I? 
Don't know why. I wouldn't say political figure as such. Hates actors. Wasn't one, but was possibly in a film. He's um, portrayed in a film. Yeah. Portrayed. Are you? Are you real? Yeah, I'm a real person. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you alive? Oh no, I, I died recently. I think recently. I think died recently. Who died recently? Oh, not that recently. Maybe in the last couple of years. Oh, okay. Is Luke Thomas a fan of this person? Oh no, no, I'm not no. a fan. No. Um. Do you have a face tattoo? I think yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, like a cross between his eyebrows, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, cross between the eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. Um, does he? Have, did he have a beard? Uh, yeah, yeah, famously. <laughs> Was he believed to be to have kind of hypnotic powers? Yeah, we've got two more questions. Yeah, did he have a weird tenuous connection to the Beach Boys? I think I believe so. Is it Charles Manson? <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> you need to stop this i didn't i didn't intend to do that i just got a bit carried away all right you've got... not made a game have you you thought uh, no. your free interest bigfoot manson and who's gonna be next all right i have another one this is a real one now all right a real was in are you in one of these films we've done on our podcast oh no no it's not real then is it <laughs> It's fake. fake right, ask me if I played in the Chicago Bulls in the 1990s. <laughs> oh, what is this? <laughs> ask me if I played in the Chicago Bulls in the 1990s. No. <laughs> is your name Michael? Yes. Your surname begin with a J and end with an N? Yes. Did you sing Billie Jean? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ask God. if I was in Space Jam. Ask no. if I was in Space Jam. Are you Michael Jordan? Uh, no, Michael B. Jordan, the actor. <laughs> right, no, I have actually. Right, I'll do one. I've got an actual one, and I promise. I can't wait like, to edit all of this out. Oh no, don't do that. I'm it's, keeping it's... this um, strange wilderness episode nice and tight. Okay, go on. All right, are you in one of these fucking films that we've watched for the podcast? No, but it, it, not in a film, but in the podcast, yes. Who's it? David Seth Cohen? No, it's <laughs> a real person. What do you mean? That's the person we interviewed in our last episode. No, I said he's... <laughs> I've not saying David's not a real person. I'm saying that... He's saying that was character. an actor that you hired for us to talk to for an hour and a half. You got me, you got me. <laughs> no, I'm saying this isn't a real person, this character, but wasn't in a film. Not a real person, but wasn't in a film? Hmm. What the fuck does that mean? Are you male? Yes. You old? <laughs> No, no, not no, no. Still alive? What the character? Oh, for God's sake! Still in, still in things nowadays. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw them again. You look miserable. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think what thing you'd be stupid enough to do. It's probably Colonel Sanders. It's not Colonel Sanders. All right, so it's a character. You wouldn't be surprised if you saw him again, but they're not in any of the films that we've done. No, no. Uh, we have to cover a lot of other things other than films. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know fucking what. <laughs> have we? we? We've done TV shows and podcasts and interviews and other things and albums and live shows and stuff. When? Just get... No, I'm joking. When? <laughs> um, so it's a man who's you wouldn't be surprised to see now and uh, come back. Uh, not that old either. Are you from Saturday Night Live? Yes. 
I know we did that quite recently, recordings wise, but fucking hell, I can't remember any of it. Are you sure, Mendes? <laughs> Not a real man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Mendes. <laughs> I'm real. I'm real. Real. Okay, so not sure Mendez. He's fake. Wait, no, you said you are. No, I'm real. fake. Sorry, I'm the opposite, but I'm not real. Right, okay. So it could be Sean Mendez. <laughs> so it's a character from from that. Are you the dinner boy? What was his name? The Canteen dinner boy. boy. Canteen boy. No, I'm not. No. Are you from a sketch we found funny? I think we found something funny, maybe. Are you uh, opera man? Yes, yes, yes. That's good. You look miserable. <laughs> Let's just end this game and end this episode. <laughs> it's something we had no connection to. <laughs> oh, God. That was so funny. I feel like Bigfoot at the end of that film. Just dead. I've been shot through the chest. and. Oh, well, I'm sure that that's going to change very soon. Because what are we doing next? Ho, ho, ho. We ho, are ho, ho. jumping into a, a little airplane and we're booking tickets straight to Wallachia. <laughs> I think that's what it was called. Was it Wallachia? I think so. No, Wall- isn't Wallachia the place that fucking the Coneheads are from? No, that was like Demogorgon or something. <laughs> no, I don't know what that place was called, but it's not that. Oh, Wallachia, Wallachia, the little village in Transylvania. Yeah, yeah. Wallachia, the little village in Transylvania where the castle of Dracula is apparently. I don't know how true it is, but we are going to go and we're going to find out. I'm not even joking. It'd be so funny if we went to Wallachia and then just did a commentary on Hotel Transylvania from the castle. (laughs) (laughs) From outside? I've got that just just in my head, this idea, and I don't know why. It's so stupid. It would be mad for us to take our little podcast that no one cares about on a fucking trip. A flight. I think I saw it was like 15 quid to fly there, which it does make me a bit tempted. Should we just do it? Just go for the day. We'll watch Hotel Transylvania one, two, three, and four in a row. Do a commentary and fly back. Well, we'll have to look at when the Monster Festival is. Okay, I'll I'll look up. We'll get tickets to the Monster Festival. Yeah. Quite nice. I told you, didn't I? I got Dracula. I got the book of it for Christmas. (laughs) 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 So I expect you to be quite knowledgeable. I expect you to be quite knowledgeable in the next episode. Because Shall yeah, I try we're and be... read it before Transformania. Shall I do that? Yes, I think you should. Yeah, That'd be very funny. Bigger than I uh, thought it was. We're going to be going back to Wallachia and we're going to be watching Hotel Transylvania 4. Transformania, now streaming on Amazon Prime. At the time of recording, not out, but mm-hmm. at the time this gets released, it'll have been out a few weeks. Yeah, we are very, eagerly very anticipating this, aren't we? Yeah, Kevin James isn't back. Adam Sandler's not back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been shoved onto a streaming service because of the pandemic. <laughs> We're the only people on earth who give a shit about this, except for weird Tumblr people who really want Griffin to be sexy. This is literally <laughs> going to be—it's going to be like having a sandwich with no bread. <laughs> Half the cast are missing. <laughs> Do you know what? It's weird. I am really excited for this, and like, I didn't think anyone cared about these films, but. The funny thing is, whenever Amazon Prime posts about it, it gets so many likes and all the comments are like, cannot wait, so excited, been waiting for this for weeks, my kids can't wait. And that's just from your mum. <laughs> She's got it ready for her little baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be cuddling your little blobby toy while you watch it. Yeah, I've got my blobby over here. Tickling Ooh. your uh, bag of slime. I go with, to bed with him every night. There he is. It's lovely. <laughs> oh, you still got bed the my... bag of slime. I've still got is. the bag of slime. It's so dirty. 
<laughs> I hate it. I don't even know what to do with it. I don't want to throw it away because it was a gift, but you, you know. put in like a little, maybe like some a soy sauce bottle or something like that. A soy sauce bottle. Okay. Yeah, little some little bottle. Because at the time of recording, I'm moving out of this house in two weeks. So in finish the midst sauce. of my, I've got to finish my soy sauce and pour a bunch of goo into it. <laughs> To then give to, because I'm putting all my stuff in storage in my grandma's house, and I'm gonna have to explain why I have a soy sauce <laughs> bottle full of goo. <laughs> She's so stupid. <laughs> that is really good. Maybe you could put some googly eyes in there. It looked like you've bottled up Blobby waiting for your return. Oh, I got him. I, I stuck the stu- the sucker onto my desk, and I couldn't get it off. Oh, Airtight. Are you taking him with you to Ooh. Costa Rica? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no, definitely not. The idea of losing him makes me so scared. Will you please take the Sandler pillow and just take photos like next to like burning buildings and stuff <laughs> holding that up? Burning buildings? Where the <laughs> fuck do you think I'm going? I don't know. I just watched Strange Wilderness. So I have a very funny view of the rest of the world. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I'm not going to take the Sandler pillow or, or Blobby. The idea of losing both makes me sad and scared. And also the idea of uh, me doing this, coming out to the wider world, uh, terrifies me to my core. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. And also, like, you don't want to get arrested. Imagine when yeah, it goes don't... through the x-ray machine, if they could just see Adam Sandler's head in your suitcase. He's got a head, he's got a head. <laughs> For some weird reason, this x-ray can pick up cushions. <laughs> But as a fleshy head, and I get arrested, end up in a Costa Rican jail. It could happen for a flat head, right? Anything could happen. Yeah, um, it's going to be a real trip. But yeah, so we're eagerly anticipating this film coming out. It's going to be weird the way we record it, but hopefully the listeners won't be able to tell. It's all over yeah. the shop. We're recording this like a Christopher Nolan film, aren't we? I've got a piece together. <laughs> Doing it in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> the music's really loud. <laughs> But yeah, we're very excited to watch and review it. And I hope that all of you have fun listening to it. And you can watch along as well. But if yeah. you want to get in touch with us, you can email us thesandlerpit at gmail.com and you can visit our social media at the Sandlerpit. We're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Thank you very much to Joe Tyrone for doing all the music to this podcast. Yep. Yeah, and thank you to Luke Thomas for coming along with all your wrong opinions and your, doing your drawings. <laughs> <laughs> your drawings are better than your views that's for sure uh, there we go thank you luke terry for showing up yet again with your fucking stick in the mud attitude <laughs> your hatred of fun you fucking boring <laughs> the cynical hater <laughs> so, no. oh how the roles have reversed but come back next week no no, we... no come back next week we're fortnightly all right. now all right sorry come back in a fort come back suit next time next time that's good all right come back next time when we're going to be absolutely no level of cynicism as we watch Hotel Transylvania 4 and until then it's been a very happy Sandler bye from me and a very happy Sandler bye from him God I hope Transylvania is good God if it isn't <laughs> I'll fucking I don't even know what I'll do Bears derive their name from a football team in Chicago 